Welcome to our podcast. Talk to me, sister. I'm Kathy. And I am Sarah. And we are twin sisters documenting our surrogacy journey, discussing women's health, motherhood, and all the details that led us here. Our mission is to not only educate and inform, but to spread joy and hope through our story. Thanks for following along. Lauren Scruggs Kennedy is an American fashion blogger and author who received international media attention after a December 3, 2011 accident with an airplane propeller, losing her left eye and her left hand. On August 9, 2012, she made her first public appearance following the accident during an interview on the Today Show. Although her accident was devastating, we have watched her over the years rise above. She's the epitome of strength. She represents what it means to rise above your circumstances and create a purpose-filled life. Lauren's husband is Jason Kennedy, who we all know and love from E! News. The two have a relationship that warrants some serious heart eyes. We admire their faith, their support, and their love for one another. Lauren has two New York Times bestsellers. Her first book, Still Lolo, we will discuss on this episode. She also has some new things coming on the horizon, which we can't wait to talk more about, especially her IVF journey. She's not only a twin, but an IVF twin. We can't wait to sit down with her. Thanks for listening along. We can't wait. Okay, so let's dive in. Yeah. So, okay, Lauren, so many people have followed along with your journey and your accident in 2011. Um, From there, you've built this like incredible life. I really feel like it's a story of like overcoming and hope and strength. Um, You've been pretty outspoken and put it out there with like your healing journey, even your relationship with Jason Kennedy, um, and then also your IVF journey, which we'll talk about. But um, you guys are 100% goals. We are obsessed and we just admire you both. So we're really excited to dive in today. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. This is so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. And I did mention this, but we read your first book, Still Lolo, and we loved it. We loved the the background that your family was involved because a lot of our ups and downs have been like our family so involved in yeah. it. So I love that you included that. So we really enjoyed it. I read it legit in one sitting, by the way. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. And I loved reading about like your backstory, even like pre-accident. So I have to say this because... You worked on the set of Gossip Girl, mm-hmm. and I also had a New York internship around that same time. I worked for a furniture designer, Andriana Shamaris, and she had her shop on Green Street, mm-hmm. and they would shut down Green Street and film Gossip Girl. Oh my and gosh, the, yes. And the set of Gossip Girl would come into the store, and I would help her like pick out stuff for the set. Mm-hmm. So when I was reading that, I was like, what did we like that's so crazy and so I I would sit on the steps of the stoop on Green Street and watch them film Gossip Girl and so I kind of loved reading your backstory of New York so like kind of took me back I loved that we have crazy similar I bet we've like crossed paths and we've had no idea I know isn't that wild that's um oh my gosh I love that's so so, too I know I was like, that was like my favorite summer ever, oh but, um, it's the best. I'm going to, sorry, I'm moving because the wind keeps like getting my hair. <laughs> it's like tickling. Oh, no, move. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you're so cute. Okay. But you're clearly super creative. You kind of paved the way for the blogging world, like before it was like really blew up, but I want to talk about something that you're doing now that I noticed is interiors. I saw that we can like shop and tour your home. So before we go back down like memory lane, I want to talk about that you're doing like what you're doing now. So can you tell us about that? Yes. Oh man. That was just like completely random because let's see, I'm so bad with time because I feel like this year I'm like, what was this last year? Um, we moved, we sold our house, our initial house that we bought. Um, right after we got married in Studio Mm -hmm. City like two years ago I think and um, moved out and we're we found a house out a little outside the city and it's like very 
nature driven and like um it's like the Malibu mountains so we're like on the mountainside but we can drive like 15 minutes to the beach um and it was just such an experience so first of all I had no idea like what I was getting into yeah um, and we had an unfortunate experience with a designer helping us um but it I feel like I'm like psycho when it comes to projects like I have like spreadsheets and like documents and like everything you're um, in good you're in good company yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have, we've like color-coded everything for this meeting <laughs> oh my gosh that makes me so happy um yeah so I was like what can I do like tell me about like I just tried to do as much research prior to but we also sold the house and then we moved into a hotel for what we thought would be like one or two months and it ended up being eight and so we ended up moving it into an apartment with um our really close couple friends because we all needed like a spontaneous six month stay and we were like trying to save money because we were like doing all this so we had so much fun it was like during the summer and we were like what are you doing really like, yeah it was really fun. but all that to say we were like kind of on a like time frame like we we're like we have to finish this at this point just because for so many reasons. And so um, I really like had to learn how to do a lot on my own mm -hmm. process. And thankfully we had an amazing contractor and all that, but like design wise, I had to learn how to make the decisions myself. And just like, <laughs> I basically would get like information on where to source them. Um, and then, yeah, it turned into the silver lining. I was telling Jason this a while ago, but just like how it developed this passion in me I didn't know was there. And then we worked with this amazing designer um, after for furniture, but I feel like it was more of a collaborative experience where I learned so much from like, okay, this is how you fill this space. How are you gonna use this room? And then she would like send furniture pieces and I'd be like, I think I like this isn't this better um, because it almost like shaped how to like fill a room. I don't know how to describe that, but um, it was just so fun. And then during COVID, I feel like we all had so much extra time. I know every story is different, but um, <laughs> I just like dove into finding and like learning about how to create a home and like finding mm -hmm. pieces from small companies. And I just became like so in love with doing that because they're just the most amazing small companies that I don't think I would have known about yeah, like, we didn't go into COVID because I wouldn't have had that time to like really search and be inspired. So it developed just this whole passion. And um, we're actually in the middle of starting a build on another house. Um, oh, exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, just for like, it's like an investment purpose, but um, in a place that we love. And so I'm just going to do it all myself, like all the material. Yes. Well, that. you were super productive with your COVID time. Sure. You really were. <laughs> I know it's like that worked out kind of great because we had to be inside, but we were like doing stuff inside. So yeah. it worked and that out. Is like, that's so my world. Like, I love that so much. And what I love too about you putting your home tour on there, I think a lot of people like it's a hard, if they're tackling a project like that on their own, yeah. like it's hard for them. They can see a piece they like, but it's hard for them to visualize it in like a space. Yes. And so I hope you document like this new build because it's like going to that people yeah. are going to love to see that. I mean, yeah, that's super it's cool. Out of state. Um, and I actually reached out to this really, it's like a mother daughter. They're so cute, but um, I've just learned a lot from looking at their things, but I always need help like making my final, final decision. I'm like, can y'all help me? Like I have it all organized. So like, yeah. can you help me do this? But um, yeah, it's out of state. So I'm curious like how much I'll be, Oh, you might have to do it all over Zoom. So yeah. I am in the design industry and over COVID was wild. We had to do like site walkthroughs through Zoom. And like, I would do like site walkthroughs, you know, via FaceTime. So you might have to do some things like that, I guess, if it's out of state, but hey, whatever works. Why don't you do that? And I feel like that'd be really hard to like actually see everything. Yeah, right? yeah, Co yeah. Remote is never great, but hey, I feel like we've all just, when push, push like, comes to shove, we just like made it work. Totally. That's incredible. I love it. Um, we're excited to follow along though on this new venture that you have for new sure. Venture. Um, 
Okay, Lauren, we have to touch on your accident. It's been 10 years, right? It's still almost in December. It'll be 10 years, which is just wild. That is so wild. Like, so it's a huge part of your story. Like I said, it's such a story of strength and triumph. You've been known to say that your accident has brought you like a lot of good things. Mm -hmm. So I want to know, I want you to shed some light on like how you think it's changed your life and maybe like your outlook on life. Yeah, I feel like it, I was talking to a friend about this this weekend, but it like really brings so much purpose in actually living and also Mm -hmm. relating to people in ways that I feel like I never could have related to people. Um, I tell a lot of people like before my accident, I lived in my like happy little bubble and Mm -hmm. I had gone through some things just with our family. Like um, they were divorced for seven years while we were growing up and then they got remarried to each other. So I experienced pain in some ways, but not like physical, personal pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just, yeah, it made me like so much more aware and like opened my eyes so much to that. But also, um, yeah, just relationships, whether it was through doctors, my prosthetists, um, girls that I like work alongside to, we're all just like really good friends now, but um, Bethany Hamilton and I started this retreat like eight years ago where every year we have usually about like 20 girls that have lost a limb or born without. So it could be arm, leg or both or all the above. Um, But these girls are just like insanely amazing. And um, yeah, we just have friendships across the country, which is just so it's like the sweetest gift. And then I met my husband through my accident, which is like the biggest gift. Um, Yeah. And yeah, you just get like our our family just got even closer. We're, We're so close already, but it like made my faith stronger, made our relationship stronger. So yeah, so many I think blessings. I love that. And I think we can so relate to that. Mm-hmm. I know I can relate to that from like just being a cancer survivor. And then like you mentioned, connecting with girls all over the world. Like I connected with a lot of girls overseas. Like my diagnosis was so rare. Like I connected with girls overseas that have gone through it. And they're like my best, I mean, they're one of my best friends today. It's crazy. If you can like connect in a way that other people can't understand because it's like an experience thing. Um, So it's just like so beautiful. I love that you have that. Yeah. I feel like too, like that happened. You have two choices. You have like one choice to be, you know, to, to dwell on it and for it to drag you down. And then another choice to strengthen your faith like you said and so it's incredible the the foundation and the camp you're doing to encourage and bring confidence to these girls is fantastic and I feel like Bethany and I started to like I don't know we were like I feel like this will be good for all of us and we all are together and we're like I feel like there's like leaders but like not because everyone's just so I don't know everyone's just on the same page like have gone through the craziest things and you're like, we needed this just as much yeah. as they needed this. Oh my gosh. Like 100%. Now, um, will you guys get to do camp this year? Yes. So we couldn't do it last year, obviously. Um, but yeah, we're doing it this year in October. So we're so excited. Oh, that's really good news. I bet for all of you guys. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. And good. when was your cancer diagnosed? Like when did you go through all that? that oh my goodness. Let's see. Summer of 2018. So my diagnosis was um, related to my pregnancy. And so my, I have one daughter, she's almost four. So I was diagnosed, had to do chemo, then the hysterectomy. So, you know, the, anyway. So yeah, she's almost two years cancer free. Yeah. So yeah. from diagnosis, it's been three years. I lost my hair. So like, if you can see my hair is like, it's cute. <laughs> it's like, how do you, how do you make it work? But, um, Yeah, it's wild. It's like, you probably relate to this too. It's like, I feel like it just happened, but yet I feel like it was like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah, Um, And you're just, you're a different person and we're so grateful. And now we're on this like crazy, amazing surrogacy journey. So Kathy and I were talking to one of our best friends the other day. We're like, it's so amazing to go to the hospital for like good reasons. 
Yes. Versus like, I, I, I had like some trauma anxiety when we had our first OB appointment, cause that's where everything started for me. Wow. wow. And Kathy's helped me through that a lot, but it's really sweet and like full circle moment that we can go to the hospital and we can pull into that like parking garage and it'd be yeah. like something joyful. So it's crazy too. It's almost like, it's almost like therapeutic to live through the like fear or like the pain point, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just when you like do it, then it becomes like healing, I guess, rather yeah. than scary or, you know, I'm sure fear can pop up for sure. But you know. yeah, I mean, it's such a good point. I think just it, especially for us, this journey has been really healing. And as mm-hmm. much as I didn't realize it would be like, tra- I mean, you know, this like trauma is very, it's not linear. It's kind of yes. like always up and down, yep. but this experience has been like really healing and brought like new emotions, but also stuff that I think that we have dealt with as a family. It's been really great. We're just like, so thankful. (laughs) It's so, how far along are you? I'm 21 weeks this week. Yeah. Has it been going good? Like, do you feel good? Oh, you're so sweet to ask. It really has been great. This is my third pregnancy. I have two baby, two, I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old at home. And so I really think this has been my easiest one. I was honestly so nervous that she was going to be like sick as a dog. Cause I'm like, every second I'm like, are you doing okay? Are you fine? (laughs) Cause I'm like, I don't have to experience it. Like I like kind of hated being pregnant to be honest. It was like a horrible experience, but I just wanted to make sure she was okay. But you've been, I have loved all of it, which is why I signed up. I was like, I love it. I just didn't want another human to really like take care of. So It was like, best case scenario, but I think the benefit of IVF compared to my other pregnancies is that I knew it was coming. Like I had a year to prepare my body and I was taking vitamins and, um, I'm, I'm a re- registered dietitian by trade and specialize in women's health. So I was like, it was just meant to be kind of, um, I had obviously no plan for this. No, nor did I ever want to be in this position, but now that I am, <laughs> of course I wouldn't choose anything different, but I think it's been an easier pregnancy because I had time to prepare and my body had time to plan. And my yeah. husband's like, eh, if we could have hand selected somebody to like keep our baby safe and like feed our baby, it would be Kathy because oh. one, she's yeah. going to be the aunt. And two, just like her literal career is to help women going through IVF to like nourish their bodies. Oh, so we're always like, gosh. baby sharp That's is getting such well, such, you know, wealth being well-fed. So, yes. Oh my gosh. You have to like teach me some of that when we get the implantation. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, we, we do want to update on that, but we would love to, we wanted to talk about your accident first before we, you know, finish on the high note. Yes. Um, you know, so we, we've already recorded intro. You don't have to go into all the things that have happened, but one thing that I thought was interesting when I read your book is that you said before your accident, you had like a premonition that something was going to happen, maybe like a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. So I would love to know more about that. And also, have you always been that way, like connected with your intuition like that? I don't know. It's hard to tell because what's interesting is I like always was a really fearful kid. Um, mm-hmm. I think just because of like the separation of our parents, even though yeah. it was like, what I call like a very healthy, it's like the divorce you would want to be in if you're going through a divorce as a child, you know, as a child, um, just cause our, pa- our parents are both like so amazing and prioritize <laughs> us. And, um, yeah. So I feel like just the like separation of parents made me like imaginative and like scared just as a little, like kid. aware of, yeah. Yeah. But it was like silly fears that like would never happen, but like Maybe it's part of creativity too, um, yeah. where you have that. But I remember journaling. Um, I was journaling like a lot at that time, and I was just starting my website. And I felt like just when I would be like praying through it and stuff, I feel like it was like something big is really about to happen. And in my mind, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I was thinking like career, or I didn't really know, but it was like exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was crazy to read back on that. That was like a couple of days before this happened. And so then, yeah. And then when I was in the plane, um, I feel like I'm very aware of like what the fear is when it's not realistic, when it's just like mm-hmm. 
imaginative and created. And this was like a solid, like something is about to happen. And I just remember like so vividly, like holding on to the side and just like praying and being like, God, I trust you. And like, um, I don't know what's about to happen, but it was just this like silent, like thing that was just going on that I was like, I, in my head, I was like, I guess we're going to crash. Like that's the only, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were in a little two seater plane, so just two of us, but, um, we landed and I still like did not feel relieved, um, which is just so wild. And then, yeah. And then I got out and that all happened, which is just, um, so Oh my gosh. Do you remember anything from like after you stepped out of the plane or is it all a blur? I don't even remember stepping out of the plane and I've like done a lot of really deep counseling over the years. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh my gosh, am I going to start remembering things? Or is this just something that will never like come to me or like return to me? Cause I'm like, I know my body knows what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I've never remembered anything. And um, I'm actually doing this really cool therapy right now. It's called neurokinetic therapy, but it's, very like specific to scars and just like making sure your body's like flowing as it should. It's really cool. cool. Wow. That's really cool. We just recorded an episode. It's coming out tomorrow on our podcast about healing and recovery. And Sarah talks about EMDR. I was going to say, you mentioned, you mentioned trauma. Like I think like a sweet way that our bodies help heal heal is that we like cut out some memories or something yeah um yeah I did EMDR therapy which really helped me but I did too. yeah um but speaking of trauma and everything so guys listening for the people listening you're gonna have to read Lauren's book and to get all the info on like her healing and the accident and everything but Lauren for the recovery, you're like recovery and healing. I know for me, I wasn't really prepared for like the aftermath of like yeah. the ups and downs of recovery. And right. I know your family was there for you a lot. And like, so I kind of want to know, like, what was the hardest part of your healing? And like, how did, how were you able to get yourself out of that? Like, you know, the ups and downs of the healing, like, what did you do to heal? Yes. That's such a good question. I think, um, there's several things, but I think just processing what had happened. Cause I'm more like woke up. I didn't, I wasn't really aware for about two weeks, I think in the hospital, but was just on such heavy medication. That's why. Yeah. Um, so when I started going off of my pain medications, which was pretty soon after is when it all started hitting me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so insane. Mm. Um, so I think processing that, but also I was at this rehab, um, right after and it was so my story like became very like well known the night of and I like Mm -hmm. had no idea um for a while until I started going outside and people were coming up to me and I was asking Uh my parents like I know I look injured like I have half my head is shaved and I have an eye patch and have a huge bandage on my arm but I'm like yeah I was like this feels like kind of weird and they were like okay, so we're going to start showing you a little segment here and there and kind of explain to me. So I think it was like also processing that, that my story was like very like out there and yeah, almost with like without my permission or my parents' permission, you know, it was just like very crazy. So um, the rehab that I was going to, they would like not let me do normal things because there were like paparazzi people that like came and they would like follow me um that's so oh my gosh yeah like publicly is like I haven't even like I just am thinking about that like it's so yeah. wild it was so crazy and um so they would like guard me from doing a lot and I remember like crying one day to my parents and my dad's like I am coming with you like to see what's going like what are you talking like he didn't know what I was so upset about and um, he comes in with me. <laughs> he was just like there. I don't know for how long. And I was like pumping the people. I'm like, guys, all right, we're going to go down the hall. We're going to do this because it was people that had had strokes that were around my age. But I was just so bored, like in my rehab. Oh, my um, God. So that was like really hard for me because I'm like, I know myself and I have to be challenged to heal. And so I ended up transitioning to this place called athletes performance it's exos now but it's with like minor major baseball players and then football as well and it was like 
probably 20 guys um and they just go to like train for combine um and stuff like that um but they became like my brothers and I just felt like so challenged by my physical therapist who was also a trainer Mm -hmm. um so it just felt more like I was in the real world and I didn't feel like so separated from things and I feel like they Mm -hmm. protected me a lot there just as a company yeah Hey guys, we are excited to share with you our new partnership with Your Superfoods. Not only do they have great tasting product, but they are on a mission to help improve people's health through the power of plants. I fell in love with their superfood and plant protein mixes after I was diagnosed and started my lifestyle change. One of the founders is also a cancer survivor, which is why I came across their story. I make a ton of smoothies and my daughter Charlotte loves them too. Your Superfoods is 100% plant-based, no sweeteners, no soy, no dairy, gluten-free, and non-GMO. So you can purchase with our code SISTER15 and you will receive 15% off your purchase, any purchase, not just your first one. So go to YourSuper.com and use the code SISTER15, S-I-S-T-E-R-1-5, for 15% off your order. Go grab your superfoods. But yeah, that was like a highlight. And I feel like that's what really got me out of the like almost the like, I don't want to say the sadness or because that all comes and goes like yeah. over time. But um, more of like, like, yeah, gave me like a drive. Yeah, like pulled you out of your headspace and like yes. got you motivated, sort of That's speak. That's such a good way to say. It. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, they would like celebrate little things with me. They'd be like, "Whoa, you just did this day. This is insane." But like, not in a way that made me feel like I don't know how to describe it. They just made me feel so like normal going through rehab, and like they would like, we all celebrate each other's stuff. And I love yeah. that. So, I bet too so having good. a personal trainer who's like in that space. You're, you're celebrating like the strength and the growth of your body rather than your limitations too. Yeah. That's such a good way to put it. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And they would like challenge me to the point where I was like, I <laughs> can't breathe. Like, this is so yeah. hard. <laughs> um, but it was all the stuff that I wanted to do. Like, it was just so yeah. cool how they incorporate that. So it was, yeah, it was such a gift during that time. But yeah, also just meeting people that had gone through similar things and then just realizing, oh, wow, I can do all the things I was doing before. Some things might look a little different, but mm-hmm. um, it just, yeah, it was a learning process. But I actually like started really enjoying the challenge of, okay, how do I like brown brush my hair again? And like, how do I, mm-hmm. you know, wash dishes and things like that? And just, it's crazy how your body adapts like so fast. Um, wow. So cool. That's yeah. so incredible. It's so inspiring for sure. Cause it is a lot of it is about willpower and just deciding I'm going to learn how to round brush my hair. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, I love what you just said, because it's like, sometimes when lo- something happens in life and your life looks a little bit different, you just have to learn how to adapt and kind of like rise above. That's why we're so excited to have you on this podcast. We're like, mm-hmm. she embodies like everything we're like trying to say. Um, but that was such a good way to put it. So, and the craziest thing, Jace, I remember we were dating at the time, and I still—it was like the one thing I couldn't figure out how to do with brown brushing my hair. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. And my roommate, who's my best friend, she's like so good at all those things, and we would try to figure out. We're like, it's still just not not working, like the same. And um, I went to this birthday party with Jason. I was out in LA, and he had worked with this lady for like years, and had no idea she had a prosthetic arm. For like eight years. It was something like crazy. What? And she asked for help one morning with like buttering her bagel. And he was like, no, butter your own bagel. And she was like, <laughs> I have a prosthetic arm. And he was like, oh my God. I was like, what? <laughs> of course I will butter your bagel. And he was like, wait, how have I never known this? This is insane. And it just was like really realistic looking. And um, I saw her and met her at the party. And I looked at her and I was like, you round brush your hair. And she was like, I do. <laughs> I do. And I was like, you have to teach me how you do this. So she sent me a video. And from that point on, I like knew how to round brush my hair. 
So it's just wow. so cool, like how you like unexpected little moments like that, you know? I um, love that. That's one that's really funny on Jason's part, and that's hilarious. But like number two, can she teach me to round brush my hair? Because like I still can't. Like I, I'm, I've given up. So. Yes, it is like yeah, it's kind of you have to like get into your little routine, and then you've got it. You know. I know. But now really that I. Hard. Yeah, now that I have hair again, I'm like, I found my curling iron the other day and I was like, I legit like don't remember how to use this thing, but I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> I have hair now. Jason <laughs> also seems like such a nice guy. Like he probably was like, he would never <laughs> say that to somebody <laughs> on purpose. Look at us acting like we know him. We We're know like, him he's so such a nice guy. <laughs> oh my gosh, he really is. No, he like, he's so, if he like, likes you he'll like joke with you like that so he was totally just like joking with her and then he was like oh my god wait butter your own bagel yeah she's like please (laughs) help me well we want to know definitely since we're talking about jason we want to know more about you guys so you guys started dating after your accident right yeah so we this is actually another crazy thing but like okay so he one of our closest friends is Juliana Rancic, who he's, he co-hosted with and just worked with for like years. And they're like brother and sister. They're like the same human, but like boy and girl. (laughs) Um, They're so cute. And so I had met her like very briefly at the fashion week in September. So my accident was in December. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just so briefly, like, I don't even think she would remember. She was like in her own little world. And I was like, just met her, talked to her really fast. Um, I like never really know who people are in like the industry or like, I, I just don't know. I'm not good with like faces and names and I just don't yeah. know <laughs> people. Um, and, but I like knew her because I had watched her show and I was like, she's just, I just like respect her so much and she has so much skill and just seems so like, just like such a good person. And, um, yeah. so I was excited to meet her. So fast forward to like a month after my accident, she tweeted me like, uh, like a private message. And she was like, I just went through breast cancer. So she come to find out she had just found out that she had breast cancer like a day before I met her. And she was like in her own, like she didn't tell anyone. So she was like processing it in her mind, like when we met and then she reached out, um, in that like the next January. And she was like, I was watching your story on the Today Show and I was like healing in the hospital from my surgery. And I told my husband, Bill, like she reminds me of myself at her age because I was just like interviewing a few people just for my blog. Mm-hmm. And um, She was like, I want to reach out just to like encourage her. So she we just started talking on the phone and she was so vulnerable with her story. And um, in like November of that year, or like a little before she was like, I would love to interview you if you feel comfortable. And um, I was like, I would actually love that. Cause I just felt such like a personal, more of a right. personal connection with her. And um, she introduced me to Jason. So it was about a year after my accident. Um, but it was just such a crazy, like mix of events. Um, yes. That is so yeah. cool. I love that. Yeah. And like weird how life works like that. I know. So I wild. That. And so, your, your body and your mind had gone through so much. Yes. Was it like, how did that help you gain confidence and hope back to be in a relationship where you're feeling like loved and accepted? Like, oh yeah. I bet that played a role in your healing too. For sure. I, cause one of my biggest fears was just like, a guy is going to think this is so weird. Like I have one hand and like one eye and like, I don't know. Um, it's just like a natural thought in your head. And so I remember meeting Jason, this was the other crazy thing. So he, now that I know him, he like gets super invested into like random stories. And (laughs) he was like that with my story where he would just like follow every second of like updates. And he had reached out to interview me, but like, I don't know what happened with those requests. Um, (laughs) And so he, we met on set and it was Friday and he was like, I'm going on a hike tomorrow with my like really close friend. If you and your mom want to come just like text me and like wrote me this piece of paper with a few things on it, like where to eat and where to hike and his number at the end. It was like, just text me if you're interested in going. And um, oh, sweet. It, was the, 
Yeah. So it, my mom and I got up like earlier because they lived out here for like seven years. So she knows this area really well. And she was like, let's go hiking. And it was really foggy. So we're like, let's go to breakfast first. And I was like, should I text Jason? Or is that weird? Because I'm like kind of mothering <laughs> in that way. Like I'm like, I just don't like usually text guys unless they're like my friends. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, yeah, why not? He was like so sweet. And so I texted him and we ended up meeting them to go hiking. And just like our conversation the whole time, I was like, wow, he's like an amazing person. But neither of us were thinking of it as like a like love type thing. Yeah. We were, he was just like, I think had a lot of things he wanted to just ask me because of his own like OCD, like reporting stuff. He's like, okay, tell me like how he, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but just so precious. And um, his friend Ryan, who's just so funny now that I just know him so well now, but he was like tearing up after my mom and I left. We ended up meeting at their house because there's like not service in the canyon. And um, he was tearing up and Jason was like, are you crying? And he was like, yes, I just feel like you and Lo could be so great together. And he was like, oh, <gasps> yeah, I so can kind of see that. And so that's when things started and um, yeah, so we long distance dated for like a year, but it was like really fast where we just like knew. You like knew you were meant to be together. Oh, I just love that so much. Yes, but it's a very vulnerable, it was very vulnerable, like especially the first six months of, I just remember I like would not show him my arm. Like I would always have my prosthetic arm on and we were on a trip with my sister and her husband and Jason's like you literally it's time like it's been six months and my sister was like Lo you need to show me your arm oh <laughs> my and god and I was like so I'm so nervous I'm like sweating it's so vulnerable for me yeah. um, um <laughs> but I remember we were like back up in the room and my sister and her husband were sleep like fell asleep they were like taking a nap out in the like main little area and I was like Kim um I like call my sister Birdie, but her name is Brittany. But I was like, can Birdie come in here with me? Like, while I show you my arm. And he was like, no, this is between us. He was like, what is here? Are you afraid that I won't love you anymore? Like, what is it? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And um, I like took off my arm and just like immediately covered it up. And he was like, you know what? I want you to just hold my hand and we're just going to sit here and chill. And I was like, wait is he the sweetest person in the whole world like that's so kind yes and he was just like I love this arm more than your other arm and like I just like love you so much and think like thank you for like trusting me with like showing me and I it just like truly like took so many walls down just on my end and um and then I like showed him my eye which is just so weird it's just weird like you never think I didn't show him that day but it was like a few months down but it just makes you so close and yeah like kind of weeds out all the not good guys yeah it does (laughs) and like um crying like that's the sweetest thing ever I know that's what true love is though it's like no matter what you look like no matter you know what fears you have it's like someone comforting and walking you through that rather than making you feel yeah it's like I always say like that love is like vulnerable you know like and that's I love that story. Love. Thank you for telling. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're so you guys are so precious. He's incredible. So y'all have been pretty open about your IVF journey on social media, which we praise because Sarah, we did, she didn't announce it until that I was her surrogate until we were like through the first trimester. So egg retrieval, all this stuff. So we really think it's so incredible that you guys being in the public eye have decided yeah. to bring people into this because it really helps people not feel alone who are going through it. Yeah. So tell us about that. How did you guys decide to do that kind of publicly? <laughs> it's kind of funny because it wasn't even like a conversation or decision. I remember like coming out of our very first meeting, which I had a cyst, I think on my ovary. I, yeah. like, I don't know why I'm so bad with the, the things, but yeah, that's like, com- yeah. yeah, super common. So I was on like birth control for a month, but I like come out of that um, appointment and he like couldn't go in with me he still can't at this point just with COVID, yeah. but he's like videoing. He's like, tell us how it was. And I'm like, wait, okay. <laughs> and I'm like telling him how it was. And um, he just like posted it. Like, we're not really even thinking about it. And then we were like, oh my gosh, the responses were like so precious and like mm-hmm. eye-opening. I was like, 
I just can't believe how many people are doing this that you just have no idea, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah, for us, we like, no one knew at all we're going through IVF. And like, if I could do it again, I think we would probably put it more public like before because people had so many questions. And I feel like for you being in the public eye, like I can't, I'm sure people were like, like asking you so many questions. Yeah, it was more like people that had been through it would message us and be like, yeah, it's like this kind of experience, but it's just the most rewarding thing or just sweet messages like that. And then what's really cool too from it is there's like three of my friends um, that are like a little bit ahead of me in the process. And they just like, it's like our little community where I'm like, okay, how am I going to feel with this? Or like, how many embryos did you get? How many did I get? Like, it's just fun to like swap experiences and kind of know what's ahead you know it's so helpful to have people going through it absolutely yeah well where are you guys now we know you just did egg retrieval give us an update on like how the journey is going like what's ahead yes so we have so we found out like two weeks ago we have six healthy embryos oh Um, congratulations so exciting thanks so there's four boys and two girls and we literally have no idea how to like pick we're like how do we know? I don't know. Um, Sarah can probably speak to that. Cause we had to pick. say we, so we, we had to pick, but see, we already have Charlotte and I was like, okay, well, we're, Kathy's probably not going to want to be my surrogate like three times. So <laughs> we're just going to have a girl and a boy. Um, and Richard, you know, I think when I had my hysterectomy, he's like always wanted a son. I mean, we love Charlotte, but it was an easy um, kind of an easy pick for us, but I yeah. asked my nurse, nurse that, cause I'm like, how do you pick? Yeah. And one, we did PGT testing, which you guys might do. And we can ask you about that. But, um, they said sometimes with people that they just pick a healthy one and they don't tell them the gender. Yeah. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if do y'all know. know. I don't, we were talking to our doctor last week and he was like, they're all like on the same level of health. Cause we did the okay. same thing with genetic yeah and um so we're like oh no we're like (laughs) we just don't know we're like yay but like yay but um, I know and so we've just been joking about because Jason's like I want a boy and I'm like I want a girl and we're just like laughing about it but he's like but honestly I don't like anything is great okay but I do the thought of an older brother yeah yeah. see (laughs) we come from a family of girls and we always yeah. wanted an older brother to like look out for us, you know. I know. Anyway, our I know. our oldest sister kind of took over for sure. But <laughs> yeah, I okay. love that. So with uh, her embryologist and her fertility doctor, they wouldn't let us k- transfer more than oh yeah. One I want to ask you this because so we're twins. You're twins. I literally always secretly wanted twins. Yes. I've always wanted twin boys. Okay. Like oh. obviously Kathy's not going to carry twins. <laughs> our, our fertility doctor wouldn't like their whole policy was like, they wouldn't, you know, transfer more than one embryo. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, and we want to know, like, would you guys, are y'all secretly hoping for twins? Cause you're a twin. Like, would you ever, that would be like a dream, but okay. We asked him because I was, I kind of wanted to do two embryos or I just, I didn't know anything or what the rules were, but our doctor is the same. He like really, really stresses one because he was like it more, well, I guess you risk having quadruplets. Yeah. Yeah. Pregnancy. Yeah. You don't want to do triplets or, yeah. But, um, so we're going to start with one and twins would be like a dream for me. Right. Because y'all know how sweet it is. It's like when you, experience it you're like that would just be a dream and you're like kind of we we really want just two kids so we're like you're one and done like you're good yeah boy and girl I don't know two girls are sweet but there is there is a I don't know the percentage but there's a like a percentage that it could split and you could still have twins right I think it's pretty small it's small yes one percent one percent yeah oh that's really okay (laughs) but but I think they can look like there's some embryos that look like they're maybe about two so maybe you have some in that maybe that's how you pick yeah like you can tell some of them I know some of them some of them have a higher percentage based on 
just mm-hmm. how they look. So you should ask your embryologist that. Maybe, maybe that will help with our decision. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. I mean, just, so- you're an embryologist on the side. Uh, well, we're so excited for you guys. Please keep us updated. We are praying for that part of your story and your journey. We know that yeah, the waiting, I think, has was the hardest part. Like the waiting and it's yes. like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, wait. You know, so yeah. I know that the the sitting in the uncomfortableness, kind of like how you said after your accident, like in that yeah. discomfort is healing and difficult at the same time. And you like can't rush it. Like it's parallel to with, yeah, like you're saying with healing or just with this process of IVF. It's mm-hmm. like, you can't rush it. It is what yeah. it is. You gotta like yeah. lean into it. Yeah. Well, I know something else that's important to you that I wanted to ask you about, because I clearly am passionate about clean living and stuff. And you have a new yes. version of your clean sweep coming out, which yeah. we're super excited. We'll keep an eye out for. Yes. So is that something you've always been interested in or did it come after your accident or with IVF? Like I know that's a really important part of fertility as well. So we would love to know more about that like when that started for you. Yeah. So I grew up in a very like health conscious home, um, mm-hmm. which I'm so grateful for just like very active and um, all of that. I remember my mom was like, eating kale before anyone knew what kale was we're like you were so weird <laughs> but now we're we like love her. Cool. We love um, her. <laughs> yes and so and she was like yeah I feel like she was just really ahead of the game but um it w- more happened so I was like really bloated in pretty much my whole life like I always just think co- or high school and college um because it was just more like obvious to me but in college, I kind of did a elimination diet without knowing what that was. I was like, I have got to feel comfortable. I just feel so uncomfortable. And I'm like, what foods are like making me so bloated? And um, I got on this, like, I would just eat the same things basically every day because I found stuff that just made me feel good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And which is not the best either with like diversity in your diet, but I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> but um, we do so, better. With- yeah. So true. And no one knew much about gut health then. Like I feel like very few people did, but it wasn't like how it is now where it's so out in the, in the public and you can research so much about it. So, um, after my accident, my neurologist or my neurosurgeon told me like, you're probably not going to have the same, you're like normal energy until like five years after this, um, just because everything's fully healing. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I didn't really notice that in Dallas because I feel like I just lived a slower pace there. And, um, I don't know, my roommate and like my parent, we're all just like chill and just hang at home and go to dinner every now and then, but it's just like a chill schedule. And when I moved to LA, so it was probably like two years after I remember just feeling like the craziest fatigue, which I feel like now I know, I think a lot of it was like emotional just from leaving like my family and like a place that was, I was so connected to, especially after my accident. Um, and I just thought to myself, I was like, there's no way if I think about this, like on year five, I'm just going to be like bursting with energy. I'm like, there's no way, like this something right. is not working properly in my body. Mm-hmm. So I started at a naturopath and he got me in this healing plan that was incredible. I basically had like zero energy production and was going off of adrenaline. Um, and then, so just had like slow bits of healing and then ended up with a functional medicine doctor that just did a very like intensive gut healing for me, um, which helped me so much. And then just my, I just am like such a researcher. So I got super into researching so much about nutrition and um just like your relationship to food and um clean products because my best friend and I started this dry shampoo like a while ago um, yeah and we're working <laughs> on three new products right now that are launching in the fall um that's been a really big process but so rewarding cool. and so I feel like I just had to really hone in on like what's healthy for my head and for our hair and for our health. So mm-hmm. it really took me on this whole journey of like whole wellness of how much ingredients and products affect your well-being and along with food and practices. And so we're about to launch, yeah, products, which will be so fun. And um, yeah, it just, I feel like you probably know this, but just how 
health can be like such a confusing thing to so many mm-hmm. people because of like all the like diets that are out there and so many things. And I'm like, it actually is really simple if you like break it down and just mm-hmm. whole foods, listening and understanding your body and just having like, I feel like you can have very like basic education to really understand mm-hmm. how to like feed your body and heal your body through foods and all those things. So it is hard to weed through like all the recommendations and everything. Yeah. But it's like your body. I like that you were listening to your body. Your body usually is telling you something. So if we listen and play around with it, the elimination diet type of thing, usually we get to the bottom of it. That's why I started nutrition too. Like went into college at 17, knowing I wanted to be like in the health field. And it has evolved so much since then, even like the gut health topic, but it's because I was writing things. I, I kept a food journal for like a year and a half and like wrote all the things down that bothered my stomach, but it all evolves too. It's like, then fertility comes in and we're like, Oh, what are, what are the changes we have to do fat or healing from chemo and all of this? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're so, yes. it's just a never ending research, which is the fun part. I think as a, yeah, no, I feel like we could talk for hours on clean living and clean eating. Like yeah. Kathy, like Obviously it was important to me always, but not like it was like after a cancer diagnosis, you have to be like, okay, what are the things, products I'm using, things I can do differently. And Kathy, like, it was kind of a godsend that like, she literally is like the guru of like nutrition and healing your body. So I call (laughs) you, she's my guru, (laughs) Um, but uh, literally we actually just recorded an episode on like healing and recovery. And we talk a little bit about nutrition and like detoxing and stuff like that. But um, it's so important to realize that like, you can literally heal from the inside out and like, you know, what, what you're putting in your body matters. I feel like you could talk all day on that, but you could talk a lot probably too about your, because one thing I, I know I do well, I think is the nutrition part, but the clean products part, I love that you're doing that because we can, yeah. we'll stay tuned for that. I'm excited about that's that. That's something I'm continuously surprised by. I'm like, oh dang, I thought this was a good hair product. I yes. thought this was a good skin product. That's you know? like a huge thing is like greenwashing where it like makes it sound so healthy. It's almost like with food when it's like gluten-free and you're like, amazing, it's good for me. And then you look at the ingredients and you're like, oh no, <laughs> this is not Yeah, yeah. you're like, is this just good marketing and branding? Like it yeah. has a green label, but is it, is it pumped with chemicals? Like totally. So. Yeah. We like, I talk on, or talk about that in the, um, in this volume, just like how to research just ingredients and products just to know, but you'll, you just like get in the routine where it becomes like second nature to just really yeah. understand what's actually clean or not. It's so important. Well, your body's going to be ready for this fertility journey because that's so part yes. of it is like oh. already getting all of that out. You know, yeah. like I said, I think that's the benefit is like you're, you have time to prepare, even yeah. though you do have a lot of waiting. I think the benefit is like in the waiting, you have these things you can do to like totally. be proactive, like nutrition and clean living and all these things that you guys are already doing. Yeah. So, there's a book. Um, I have to think of what it is. I'll send y'all a picture, but it's literally okay. like how to prepare your body for pregnancy. It's like the coolest book. Mm-hmm. It's like really pretty too, but, um, real foods for pregnancy. No, mm-mm. it was one that I hadn't seen. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Before. But, um, and then have y'all heard of the beauty chef? No, no, but Gosh. I feel like y'all I are, like the, like my, I'm like obsessed with it. Um, it's so this lady in her name's Carla Oates, but she lives in Australia and she healed her whole family's skin issues, like rosacea, eczema from healing their gut from the inside. So she's created these like fermented liquids and powders that like change your skin because it's changing your inside. That is Um, what, so I, I was on like the big medical median kick with like the celery juice. Mm -hmm. I did it for like 10 months. Well, I mean, I juiced way more than that. Kathy helped me with my nutrition plan, like post chemo Mm -hmm. and stuff. But, um, so she sells it in like pack, like you can order it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is is it like a smoothie or something? Like, is it, you can like put it in just water. It like tastes good. Cause it's, there's like fermented berries and things like that. Yeah. Um, I need something good. Yeah. 
I yeah. feel like the love. it's just amazing. But I don't know if you can use it during pregnancy. That's the hard yeah. thing. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be my new next yes. year, just knowing that. What's safe and what's not. Yes. I'll send you a book too that's been helpful for me and like what's what's safe and what's not. Is it They're the better probably- book? Yes, I like that one in the next skeptic, okay. expecting better. Ooh, is okay, too. Amazing. amazing. But about the skin thing, okay, this is crazy. This is kind of jumping to your twin, but um, yeah. this, so Sarah got diagnosed and we found out she had cancer and all of us were just like surprised and floored. Yeah. And during it, I was moving and had two kids. Like it was a lot of stress for me. Mm-hmm. And my, I was so shocked it was like the day after Sarah got diagnosed my face broke out in the shingles oh no isn't that crazy it was like your body was like physically reacting to like the emotional trauma she was feeling oh yeah it was like a physical representation of the trauma and I still have scars you know that I I struggle with and but it's just such a crazy thing it was like one of those like I was my body was feeling the trauma and stress for her. And it's just such a crazy thing, but I'm excited to check that out. Cause what is it called? The beauty chef. The beauty chef. Yeah. On that note, my sister, this is when I was in the hospital. I don't yeah. know if this is in the book, but they were trying to save my eye for like, I don't know how long a week or so. And um, her eye was twitching constantly for that specific week. And then when they made the decision to like remove my eye, her eye like immediately stopped twitching. Yeah, and I believe it. Blows my, and sometimes she'll call me and be I'm like, I'm gonna cry. Oh, are you having like, I know it makes me cry too. She's like, are you having like- Legit crying. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hormone, pregnancy hormones. I just too. feel oh that though. <laughs> you know, I feel like her, she was feeling that for you. That's too yeah. much. And she like, sometimes will call me and be like, are you having like trouble with your eye today? Or is it like really dry? Cause my eye won't stop twitching. I'll be like, yes. And she's like, okay, I thought so. Cause this is happening. I'm like, that is so weird. Like it's so it's wild. So wild. wild. Okay. So one thing on that um, we've had, since we announced this podcast, we've had a lot of like strangers being like, oh my gosh, tell us about being twins. Yeah. And <clears throat> um, she, Kathy, we were just, we, we were talking about the twin thing recently. And somebody told me, hey, did you know that when twins are in the womb, they start interacting with each other at 14 weeks. Amanda told me that. Yes. And I was like, that is so, I think it was either, it was like 10 or 14 weeks. It was like young, but they start like, they have video of twins on ultrasounds when they're like interacting with each other. I like, I I know. Chills all over my chills. And then also this is a side note with like the twin vibe. I don't know if you and your twin have this, but Kathy was like really, had a lot of morning sickness with, um, John Ryder, my son in there. (laughs) Okay. Um, and I got, I was like, legit had morning sickness. I would call her and be like, I just feel like I had, I was like, I don't know if it's COVID. I feel like super queasy and I would eat something and it would go away. And like the, the sec, the week that she kind of got over the hump of morning sickness, like I was fine. That is Isn't that cool though? My doctor so, was like, it's take so a pregnancy cool. test. I'm like, no, I'm not pregnant. I'll be uterus. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like the twin vibes are like real. Yeah. It's, I wonder if I would have felt that my sister had like a lot of morning sickness too. I wonder if she, or I wonder if I would have felt that if I was like in the same place as her or like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. I don't know if we had that. Cause we are, we were both pregnant at the same time with our first. My first, her first, my second. Yeah. So it was hard to know if we were, cause we were literally just weeks apart in our pregnancy, which was oh, really that's fun. Amazing. Oh my and God. Your twin, does she have, how much? She has two little girls. So Kate's four and then Belle's a year and a half. Oh, she'll almost be two in the summer, but I have learned so much through her. I'm like, yeah, it I'm really does. Yeah. That you kind of like went ahead of me. <laughs> Seriously, Kathy. I don't know if, like, I feel like for us, like when we were little, like I was the shy one and she was the outgoing one. And so I'd always make her go first. Like if Kathy came <laughs> out was, alive. I was you, I was shy and she was outgoing. Yep. I'm like, if Kathy came out alive, I'd be like, okay, I can do it now. Um, but she had kids first and I was like, I would call her. I mean, I was so happy to like, I think you can relate obviously with your twin, but like, I learned so much with so, Kathy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, 
seriously so grateful because I'm like I, I think I would kind of like what you're saying have no idea like what to expect yeah like none that, of us do none you know do. we just kind of like have this thing that happens and yeah like one day at a time no but I feel like you know she has a baby nutrition Instagram and like they do like baby led weaning courses and stuff so I feel like you know a lot about babies way more than I do yeah but that started after I had kids like I was always into nutrition but like that was like people were like well wanted to know more about that you know it was like that helped that area but yeah yeah totally y'all have to send me those um pages or the Instagram pages for sure well you are wonderful we've taken up a lot of your time and we are so inspired by your story and the work you're doing with your foundation and also your website and your clean living we love all of it which is why we reached out to you because everything you do we're like we're like she we like it we're we're into it we're into it inspired by you guys I'm like I felt like I was gonna get on here and just have like 50 questions for y'all but I was like (laughs) we asked so many questions well, yes. we'll have to keep up and you guys will have to keep us up to date on your IVF journey. And we're just super, so excited yeah. for you. And ask us questions or ask Kathy questions. If you have questions on IVF, I mean, we, I was like pleasantly surprised with our ex- experience, but it's also like, it's kind of a wild experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're just like, so in awe of you and we're recording this. So guys listening, we're going to put Lauren's um, book, her home tour, um, her clean living, favorite CBD products. You have some great recipes. We're going to put all that in the show notes to this episode. Y'all are um, so sweet. But hey, I want to leave you. I want to leave you with the last word. Okay. So we're going to wrap up because we've taken way too much of your time. But um, for the people listening, the women listening, we actually do have some male listeners. Okay. Um, but, the, but the most of the, for the people, uh, the women listening that maybe like are in the pit of it, like maybe like the thick of hardship, like yeah. what advice or maybe like sliver of hope would you give them? Leave us with some truth. I love that. Well, there are a few things. I think pain doesn't last forever and there's so much beauty that you'll just start to see in your pain. Um, Also, I feel like our motto as a family was to take 12 hours at a time, even like mentally, like thinking about the future, because that just causes like fear and anxiety and so many things. So just take 12 hours of time, celebrate the little victories, even if it's like I stood up today or whatever it might be. Um, Yeah. And just believe in yourself. I feel like like you can do so much more than you know, because think about if someone tells you what's what you're about to go through and you're like, no way. But when you're in it, you just, you do it and you come up stronger and yeah. That's oh. great. It's perfect. It's great for anybody. Like whether you're in a cancer journey or have had a surprising tragedy like you or even in IVF, you know, yeah. a lot of that. So, so many ups and downs. And I love- oh, sorry. I just totally interrupted. No, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, um, I think it's so important to have, like, a really positive outlook and, like, I don't know. I feel like there's so many people that get very stressed about it, but I think the same, like, applies to that where it's, like, thank you so much, God, for this, like, opportunity to do this and, like, this Mm -hmm. insane, like, chemistry that's happening to, like, help these little lives and I don't know, even – like any bump in the road or like, I don't know, there's just so much goodness ahead, but I feel like you have to really believe that. And like, so true. No babies will just bring more joy to your life, but just remember the joy you have now in your life, you know, to Mm -hmm. you're just going to add on to it. It's not going to like fulfill your life, you know? Right. It's so important. It's it's so important because I do think in the waiting, sometimes we miss the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's such good perspective. Um, I love the 12 hour rule. I'm going to like totally use that. (laughs) Um, but IVF speaking of what you just said, I always say, thank you God for science, because I mean, it's it's really incredible. And we've just like, we were in awe of our experience every day and we're going to be thinking of y'all's and 
Um, thank you for leaving us with some truth and okay. you're amazing. I feel like you're like our new best friend. <laughs> oh my God. Thanks for having me on. I feel the same and I'm so excited for you guys. There's like a little baby in there. No. Yes. Crazy. Say some prayers. We have our 20 week ultrasound on Wednesday. So it's like a big hump. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. Yeah. Lauren, thank you so much. We so appreciate oh, it. It like cut or y'all pause for a while. Sorry. No, you were like frozen a little bit and then we were frozen. Zoom <laughs> is always like, I feel like if we, I feel like we've done good. Usually my Zoom is like not happening, but okay. But thank you so much thank you for doing so this. Um, we're going to follow up with you via email. Awesome. Um, and also, if you feel comfortable giving us like a business address, we'd love to send you like a little thank you. Oh my gosh. As I'll a give side. Our address. I don't care at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're like good people. We're, we won't care. <laughs> I want to say thank you. Are all going to send me something crazy? I'm just kidding. Definitely. No. Something dangerous. <laughs> like, we won't send you like glitter bombs or whatever those are. I feel okay. like that'd be a good one. Nathan <laughs> opens it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Thank you uh, so much. I hope y'all have the best day. Thanks. You, you too, Lauren. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Later. Okay. Bye. 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 This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. This is the platform that we use to record and produce our podcast. Guys, we are not tech savvy. I was so overwhelmed thinking about how to start a podcast, but we knew that it was the best and easiest way for us to share our story. And Anchor has been so easy to use and really intuitive for anyone, no matter how comfortable you are with podcasting or technology. They simplify it for you. So you can record your episodes, add music, activate sponsorship, and distribute your podcast to Apple, Spotify, and all other listening platforms, all through Anchor. So download the Anchor app for free or visit anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Have fun.